All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, hit the bell, subscribe, comment, and upvote. That would be pretty awesome. Also, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I am here with John Gillespie. He is the publisher of the Grove Report. If you can look up in our corner, we actually have some stories from the Grove Report. Um, this partnership has been going on for a about a week and a half at this point. I, I, I'm happy with it. Y'all, you guys might not be happy with it, but um, how you doing, John? I'm doing well, and uh, if I can if I can speak for everyone at the Grove Report, I think we've been very pleased with the partnership ourselves uh, as well. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I, I have fun with this, um, and I'm extremely busy. Busy. I had like nine interviews this week. Uh, but, you know, let's just jump right into it. You, we wanted to get you on the show and to have somebody on the show that has the news perspective, the journalist perspective, because this show is all about perspectives and commentary. But the one perspective we didn't really have was that voice. Now with you, I'm looking forward to that. And there's stuff that you have seen like through PFF talking about Quinshawn Judkins and there's things with their their early rankings and stuff like that that might be factoids of information that Ole Miss fans would like. Talk about Quinshawn Judkins and how he positions going into the 2023 season. Well, I think we can sit and, and talk about Quinshawn Judkins all day long because he passes the eye test, right? I mean, he is obviously a tremendous back, um, but it, it helps when there's some analytical stuff to that. And Pro Football Focus's numbers that came out earlier this week grading him the second highest uh, graded true freshman player in the country a season ago really backs that up. I mean, he is – um, special. I, I think me personally, I thought that he would probably play second fiddle to Zach Evans last year a little bit, but he really emerged as the guy. It's been, you know, that may have been helped some by Evans's injury troubles, but um, Judkins was the focal point of this offense, especially late in the year. And I think regardless of the quarterback competition, however, that inevitably plays out um, because there will probably be one of those. Um Judkins is still going to be the anchor of this offense. And I think that's something that Ole Miss fans should be really excited about. Um, you know, being able to sign him to a new NIL deal this offseason, uh, kind of keep him in, you know, Oxford, uh, because I'm sure there would be other programs right now who have seen what he's he's done on the field and would really, really like to get in on that. Um, but uh, on the on the pro football focus side of things, though, it, it really – helps me at least to be able to see that, hey, he's not just passing the eye test, he's passing the numbers test as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you look at poor football focus, they also think very pretty highly of Ole Miss in their top 25 rankings as well. Um, tell me about that. Tell me where it kind of is at the moment. Well, I think it the, uh, the opinion across different publications who put out these way too early top 25s. I mean, you know, really things will continue to evolve as next fall approaches. So this is not going to be set in stone gospel, so to speak. Um, but it is kind of a good indicator to see where people think these programs are potentially going to be when September rolls around. Um, Ole Miss is usually coming in the 20 
ish range, uh, somewhere between 19 and 25. Um, and I think some of that, you know, is that they see that there's a lot of talent still on this roster. Um, some young talent, Judkins, namely. Um, a lot of people assuming before the transfers of, of the quarterback position that Jackson Dart was going to take another step forward. And he may still do that. He may win the competition and do that. Um, but I, I think that that's really why they are, one, just including Ole Miss in these, in these way too early top 25s. But two, they are – you know, in the lower half of that because of the lackluster finish to the season in 2022, um, you know, starting off 7-0 and and then kind of falling off there uh, down the stretch. I think that's that's really kind of affected a lot of people's opinions. And um, I would say rightfully so. I mean, you know, the, the, the Ole Miss team looked different in the latter portions of the year. Um, I think the Alabama loss was very deflating. Um, just from that perspective, because so much was built into that game and they almost got it. But then after that, it kind of felt like the wheels fell off a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think it's a testament to what Lane Kiffin so far has built in Oxford, even with the lackluster finish last year, Um, because, you know, we're we're talking four or five years ago where there is no chance Ole Miss is even sniffing the top 25 at any point in time. Um, you know, on, on the NCAA probation and everything like that. So um, it the, the turnaround, I still believe, has been really, really quick, really um, shocking, I would say. Uh, and, you know, uh, I'm sure that Ole Miss fans are really hoping that that continues to move in that direction. Um, but there are some, some questions that have to be answered this offseason uh, as, you know, to try to remedy that falling apart that happened a season ago. Yeah, and and let's talk about the thing that, honestly, we're going to be talking about for the next eight months, and that's the quarterback competition. Um, I interviewed Bill Flowers. I talked to him probably about an hour ago, and he he brought up something that I have not heard anybody else say. And he said whenever he watched it, Dart had the problems with getting the ball out of his hand quickly. And with that happen, that hampered the whole offense that may have been the impetus for bringing in the new quarterbacks. He said that whichever quarterback can not turn the ball over and get the ball out of his hands quickly, feed Quinshawn Judkins, that is going to be the quarterback in 2023. What say you? I, I think that's a simple formula, uh, and I think that that's probably a right formula. Um, you know, I, I think, okay, so I've been of the opinion, again, opinion, not fact-based, but I think that really the year two to year three step for quarterbacks is big. And this was Jackson Dart's year two, if you count his first year at USC as year one. Um, and I think that he was going to make a step this offseason, and I think he may still make a step this offseason in the right direction. Um, but I do also believe that uh, – you know, Lane, Lane Kiffin pursued these quarterbacks out of the portal for a reason. And I think that reason could be twofold. I think on one hand, you know, he's thinking, okay, let's get these talented quarterbacks in because more talent is never a bad thing. Um, and let's see who can potentially win this competition. On the flip side of it, that doesn't mean he's counting Jackson Dart out of this competition. It may just mean that, hey, let's see him prove it to me by – beating out these really good guys that have come in. Um, so, I mean, there, there's definitely going to be a lot of talk about this quarterback room this offseason and uh, leading up to the fall. Um, I know that that may be 
somewhat of kind of a mental block for some Ole Miss fans because it feels like they just went through this last season with Dart and Altmaier. Um, but I think that it's it's something that there there is some strategy to it, um, and, and I think that is the strategy. Because let, let's say that Spencer Sanders wins the quarterback competition, okay? That means you've upgraded from Jackson Dart. If Jackson Dart wins the quarterback competition, that means you've upgraded on Jackson Dart from a season ago, and you have now a better version of Jackson Dart. So uh, I think that that's kind of the thought process there. I, I don't I don't know which quarterback is necessarily better or worse. I, I don't. Um, but that is definitely going to be a, a talking point of conversation, and we'll see how it plays out once once spring rolls around when we're when we're able to get a look at them. Yeah, I think there's three scenarios that can happen in this quarterback competition, and two of them Lane Kiffin will take right now. If offered, he would take any one. One, he would not. First of all, Jackson Dart wins the quarterback competition, shows out good enough to go pro, goes pro at the end of this year. He's all for that. Spencer Sanders wins the quarterbacking job. He's all for that. The one thing that he doesn't want is Jackson Dart to win the job and just be average, just be okay. That's the scenario that is, I think is going to keep him up at night over the 15 practices in spring into August. I, I think that's the scenario that uh, he's just afraid of at the moment. Well, and th- that's that, that kind of goes into what I was, you know, my, my vein of thinking as well is that I don't think you bring in these, these higher level, if we can call them that, transfer quarterbacks wanting average to be the end result regardless of who wins the competition. I don't think you bring all of these guys in because all all three of these guys are transfers over the last two years. So I don't think you bring these guys in if you want average, if you're, if you're okay with average, I think that whoever wins this quarterback competition is going to need to separate themselves and be above average to really good. Um, And so, yeah, I completely agree with that. I I think that that's, that's a really good way of, of phrasing it. And um, before we get out of here, let's talk about the spring practice schedule that got set. It looks like they're going to go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Saturdays are going to be open to the public. But here's the kicker. There's three practices after the Grove Bowl, um, which to me is kind of cool because I'm always looking at a situation. I'm like, how is that going to be beneficial for Ole Miss? And then you immediately think of the grow bowl that Jackson Dart had last year and how that haunted him for three months after that game happened. Now he's got three practices to get right. He can go out on a good note. I guarantee you in this situation, if they did that last year, Jackson Dart would have been scripted at practice that he would be successful. Um, He would go out with a smile on his face that going to off-season workouts would be fine. I think this is – a good situation for a quarterback competition because it's ominously going to springboard both quarterbacks into the summer. Yeah, uh, I totally agree because I, I think there are some things. Now, you you will obviously they'll, they'll obviously have things on film from the from these practices, but the Grove Bowl being kind of a simulated game type experience um, and seeing how different players, especially while we're on it, you know, talking about the quarterbacks, especially the quarterbacks. Um, seeing how they respond to the offense in those situations, I think is huge. And then you can look at, you know, go, go back in these, in these last two or three practices that you have after the Grove Bowl and tweak those things. You can say, Hey, Jackson, or Hey, Spencer, here's something that you didn't do right. Here's this read. 
you know, that kind of thing. And I think that that's huge because we're, we're used to the Grove Bowl being it for spring, that being the end of it. Um, but I, I think that it is it is it sets up well, especially for a quarterback competition um, and any other positions of, of interest that you know individual coaches may have um, to kind of tweak some more things heading into summer workout season. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast. It's called Locked On College Basketball. It's got everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. John, man, I am completely fired up. I'm so glad you came on. Hopefully, we can do this again pretty quick, bud. Absolutely. Thank you, Stephen. All right. You have a good day, man. Hotty toddy.